going through photos. Yeah. And um, I'll see like a picture of my mom, like maybe coming up and I know. So I'll kind of like go past it really fast so that I don't really look at the picture. Oh, really? So I heard it. Yeah, sometimes I do that. Like, I don't think I realized I, I didn't recognize I did that. But then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, what? sometimes I, I um, yeah, I kind of just try to bypass it quickly. Yeah. What, you mean the pics you post, you mean? No, like if it's in my camera roll. On my oh, okay, okay, roll, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not yeah. like if it's online, it's online. But if it's in my phone and my personal album and stuff like that, I'll kind of bypass it sometimes. Yeah, you don't want to kind of be on it um, like for too too long, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, gotta just no time right now to sit and look at that picture, or really, or really even like take it in. So I'll just kind of like literally try not to even look at it and just keep scrolling past it. Is is it trigger? Is it is it because you find it triggering, or just because you just don't want to think like or be like caught off guard? Well, I wasn't aware that I was doing it, and then one day I realized that I did it, and I guess it could be triggering for sure. Like I guess I'm trying to like protect myself in that moment, like if I'm at work or out, or you know, like in just in case I get emotional. Like I guess I just kind of bypass it and keep going yeah um it's funny because I, I have pictures of my mum but i think some it's not so much the pictures that i don't know what triggers me out but i think what what will trigger me i think is going back home that like going like back to nigeria or just because i've never i haven't been back since since we buried her like five years ago okay so and it was only just the like couple months ago where i actually just managed to we managed to um I don't know what you call it, like, give her a proper, like, more like a proper like, headstone, sort of. Mm-hmm. But then, and I remember when I was kind of liaising with, like, uh, like my uncles, they're about, oh, you know, what kind of design would you want? Um, stuff like that. Because I remember my aunt, uh, my mom's sister, she was like, oh, can you just do it? Because I don't want to, I don't think I can look at, mm-hmm. I can look at it. See, and even I thought, oh, I don't know if I can look at it either as well. But then I, I saw it and I was like, oh, okay, it's not so like bad. But I don't know how I'll be like when I actually go out there physically see it. I think so, so for me, it's not so much pictures. It's just I don't know how I'll be like, you know, what how I'll be like. Because I think it just, yeah, yeah. it just brings back. It, uh, there are these things that make things feel very final, you know, like... Yeah if you don't have the tombstone yet or you haven't really looked at it, it kind of doesn't like put this seal on it in a way, I guess, like and make it like kind of final as if there's nothing more to do surrounding, um, you know, the process of letting go. I don't know. It just, we, for me, like we cremated my mom. So um and then like took her ashes and put them in different places um and I still have like some here at the house but I don't know how I would feel to go to a location and know like yeah I don't know I can't even I think it would be tough for me as well I mean with the cremation I I, I get 
Okay, like it's it's for some people everyone's different. Everyone's reason is different for cremation, but uh, for your family and yourself, was it more so because you don't, so you don't have to have a final place where she's at, or just like, like how how did you lead to um, come to that conclusion? Right, we're gonna cremate her. Was that was that your decision, or was like a family, uh, like a um, joint decision? It was a joint decision. I think that. Um, we all kind of agreed that, yeah, my mom really loved a lot of places and yeah, we kind of just wanted to put her ashes in different places. Um, there was this, um, like this box that would biodegradable. So it would like break down over time and you can put ashes in it and like send it off and it floats into the water and eventually sinks. And then over a year, it would break down on its own and it wouldn't pollute the earth. So we thought that was a good idea. And we um, put her ashes into the Atlantic Ocean at Coney Island because yeah. that was a place that she really, really loved to be. And then, um, I distributed her ashes to family members like my brothers, um, my aunt and uncle, her um, siblings um, and her uncle and uh, my cousin. Yeah, so it's like talking about it out loud, it seems a little weird, like, oh, we all have a little piece of her, but I don't know, it felt right and it still feels right, I guess, yeah. Yeah, there, there's there's no um like in terms of how people decide to whether it's cremation whether it's um uh have a, a plot where they buried everyone it's it's there's no um like blueprint like you you know if that was if that's what makes you happy that's fine mm-hmm. if you want to like share um like spread of ashes then that is you know it's, it's it's down to what yourself your family what they kind of think you know but at least um. But I think it's good. I think if, if it, another thing is, well, if it like kind of gives you a sense of peace, because I know that like, grief never ends, but I think like, finding peace and grief, like, that's important. Um, mm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would like to say I've found a bit of peace, you know, um, and sometimes I always feel like peace and time like go hand in hand. So for example, like, oh, it's been five years, so therefore at this point, you know, should be cool, should be peaceful now. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes yeah. it doesn't work like that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's Not been, if I'm not mistaken, it's been eight years. So like November was another was the eighth year since you have your mum. So like in terms of peace, would you say like you're coming close to finding peace, or you're still kind of you know what? I'm not I'm not there yet, but soon I would be. I would feel a bit more at peace, not over the grief, but yeah, more at I'll, peace with it. So October. Yeah, it's been yeah, it's been eight years, and I think it's up and down, right? Like, there's no. I definitely have a lot more peace than say a year in or two years after she passed. Like for certain, like time does help heal, but I think that, um, or I know that I'll never be the same. Like, I'm not the same person I was before my mother passed away or before my mother even got sick. So, like, you just become a, a bit of a different person 
or at least for me, that's how it was. Um, but over time, I think I was able to kind of clear the fog. I think for a long time I was in a fog um, and I, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but in retrospect, I'm like, oh, okay. Like the grief was so heavy. Um, and I would have moments of happiness, of course, but I felt like they were short-lived. Um, and then over time, the moments of happiness or normalcy just kind of started to grow. And then moments of sadness would come in between. And now I would say um, I definitely can think about my mom and have moments where I'm smiling and think of like funny moments. Um, like my heart can be full of joy thinking about her. Um, but still, even with that said, there's always still like just a little pinch of sadness when I remember that she's not here in the physical and I'm only thinking about memories and the memories are great. So they do honestly bring peace and happiness, but still with that, there's still something that just like, you know, just a small thing. Um, I think I used to just like break out and cry like randomly, like the first year, forget it. Like I was a mess. Second year, a little better. Third year, a lot better. Um, but now still like maybe a couple of times a year, I'll just be chilling and I might think of her and I'll start to well up with tears or I'll have a good cry. Um, normally like when um, it's her anniversary of her passing, I usually cry. Um, yeah, I just miss her so much. And um, yeah, I just think about, yeah, all the times we could have had, but I'm really grateful. And I thank God for the times that we did have together. Yeah, that's that's the thing. So, cause I know, um, so you said November, November is the anniversary. October. October, October. Like mm. it's it's interesting you mentioned that because like we actually grieve the person, but we grieve what we what we didn't have with them as well. I guess that's normal with every every mm -hmm. you know, yeah. every kind of loss, especially when it when it's a, a loss of. Well, I can I can only, I can only speak from our point of view a loss of a parent because like, I I have as well you know my mom is not going to be here for any, all the milestones and, mm -hmm. you know just little things like and it's like okay well. That's that's just the reality of it. That's what you you know you have to deal yeah. with. And, you know, yeah. there's no um like I, I don't know, I think something that I, I get into this point of like self pity, but not self pity, just realizing, you know what, I'm not I'm not a victim, but sometimes it gets on top. Like and I, but I feel like for me, I have to find something that kind of I can channel that energy mm. put into something. And that something is has been this. Like even though this has been um, like challenging mentally in the sense that I, I'm always, I'm always, because I'm I'm someone who kind of overthinks a lot, over, over so many different things. So I'll be like, okay, I've just, I've just, I've just posted the first episode. Um, oh damn, like maybe I, do I sound damn? Do I sound too weak? Do I do people understand what I'm saying about mm. story to people? And it's like just little, little, little things. But I think yeah. after a while, I've just kind of just stopped forgetting about all that and just focus on okay what is like the the true like message of this which is literally trying to um like get people together like talk to people and just like share because it's not it's not um 
like I always start, like I said to you when, when I when, before we started that like, if you're open and comfortable, I still have to ask that just because like we know each other. I don't I'm I'm never gonna assume that oh yeah, you know, she'd be fine to talk about that. You know, right. so I think I think that's there has to be that level of of um not professionalism, professionalism as well, but that level of right, right, this is this is actually a safe space. Right, you know, um, that's that's something I say all the time. It's safe space, it's like a buzzword now, like safe space. But it's the truth. You know, um, I would I don't think I'll be doing this properly if you know um, if people didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes that's not always an um, easy thing because the topic you talk about is is literally like probably like the worst, the, the most thing that's, that's inevitable, but the worst thing that we don't want to talk about, understandably. Mm. like you know and I feel like this year has been has kind of forced us to kind of because you know COVID and pe- people have lost lives people are going through grief like whether mm. and some people are isolated because it's, it's like they have they can't even see the loved ones they couldn't see the loved ones because of you know restrictions mm-hmm. stuff. so that's why even before we began I wanted to actually like mentally like I know October was the anniversary and I know obviously again you know, you're dealing with your own stuff over there you know with own restrictions and stuff but how have you been like mentally like you know this this from, from the first lot like, yeah for the past like i would say like nine what nine months hmm. um it's a lot it's a I, lot isn't it it's a lot it's a lot i've been okay um i think the the major thing for me is that i miss my family a lot um being here in Berlin is dope and I'm here with my partner and everything's great um and you know but you have friends here um like I really live here like I'm like oh my life is here like I've created a life here um in Berlin but moments like these where I haven't been able to travel home and normally I would have at least been home once by now um you realize how far away you are and the last time I saw everyone was October 2019 from my grandmother's funeral so it was kind of like the double whammy of um it was like my mom's my mom's um memorial like anniversary of her passing was on the day of my grandmother's wake and then the next day was my grandmother's funeral so it was like 2019 october was crazy like it was really really intense um my grandmother passed away like we didn't even realize but now when i like we didn't know that she was about to pass like she was older and we knew like okay maybe at some point in 2020 like it might happen but like it still was a bit of a shock in October for her to pass. And that's kind of how it was with my mother as well. Um, it was still a shock when she had passed um, several years ago. But even though like that was a sad time that I was back in Boston, I, st- I saw everyone, like I saw everyone because everyone was there to um, celebrate my grandmother and to you know for the burial and stuff so it's like although it wasn't the 
I mean, my grandmother is the best reason, I guess, you know, but even though it was a sad reason to be home, at least I got to see everyone in that time. Like people I, I hadn't even seen in years, you know, like because they were there for the, um, for the funeral. Um, so yeah, just being here in Berlin and so far away from family is tough. Um, but outside of that, like, I feel very blessed, you know, like I still have a roof over my head and me and my partner is still together. Um, I have food to eat, a job still, you know, so I feel very lucky in that respect because I know so many people um, have and are still really struggling and really going through it because of COVID. So I'm okay. I'm okay. That's, that's good. I mean, you know, I, I can imagine it can't be easy, like from, you know, like relocating and also like all your family being, like leaving everyone behind in, in a sense where, you know, like you're not going to see them. I mean, I guess you, you mean, on and on sometimes you see them, but because of what's happening right now, you can't yeah. really kind of just like, you know, book a flat, you know, travel. Yeah, this is the longest I've been away. It's you been know. a year and what, three months, two months. Exactly. So like, I guess, I mean, even, and there's only so much Zoom calls you can do. And, you know, like, so I, I guess it's, it's normal to be a bit homesick. Mm-hmm. And, but but in, like you said, you know, you have a roof over your head, you have a partner, so... I'm not saying that's the be on end, though, but at least in your in your case, that, that's still something that you. I'm not all by myself. Exactly, you know, because um, I'm sure, like it's like that with most people, like you know, um, this year has been tough. It's been like mentally, immensely draining, and obviously, people have gone through a lot. Some people have gone through worse than others. You know, like losing jobs, losing actual loved ones yeah. due to due to um, COVID, which I can imagine must be tough. Like, you know, so for a lot of us, this year is is, is life changing, and this year, this year is definitely mentally draining. And and what's even, I won't say worse, but what's even kind of crazy about it is that there's no like, oh no, next year will be better because we just don't know. <laughs> we have no idea. We don't know, but um, but one thing though, which I I, I wanna kind of say, and I don't know if, if how you feel about this, I feel mm-hmm. like it's kind of made, um me more like appreciative like i'm not i'm not so much fussed about like external things just like the the, the day-to-day things that we that we kind of go crazy over and like materialistic things i'm just more more like concerned about you know like the people around me like mm-hmm. and having that having people around me so like my friends my family like i'm, I'm blessed that to have them around me but at the same time mm-hmm. it makes you think like because um I've kind of experienced like what grief is like. I'm almost like not. I'm almost like kind of like anxious that I don't want to lose any more people. Mm. At the same time, I know you can't think like that, and I know it's inevitable that at some point we're all gonna go. But I don't know. It just it just gets me a bit anxious. But I think that that's because is I've lost more than one people. Like I've lost multiple people, like in my like immediate family. So, I, mm. so I'm kind of on edge already. Like. And and I'm not going to assume that's the same for you, but I wanted to ask, like, for you, because you've lost, like, two most important people, you know, your mum, your grandma. So yeah. has that kind of um, given you some form of anxiety, anxiety, uh, 
anxiety or do you feel like it's kind of helps you kind of deal with your grief with your mother because you kind of know that right you know at least mom is not alone now you know Mm. so um my grandmother my grandmother raised me and um and me and my mom we reconnected as I was older, like she was always in my life, but we lived together and everything um, towards the end of her life. And losing them both, um, it's like, now that I've lost my grandmother last year, it just felt, and how they they passed both in October and, it's, it's still kind of heavy. And I think that I'm definitely still mourning my grandmother. Um, But the mourning process um, and the grief started early because she was older and she was losing her memory. So I think every time I would go home and I, I would see like, okay, she's, she's less coherent she's not lucid or you know she doesn't she doesn't realize who i am or she doesn't realize who this person is or she now she can't cook for herself or you know like i think you over the years i was losing a little bit of her at a time so that was like a very long mourning process and with my mom it was similar because she had cancer and within a year and a half i watched her health um deteriorate um, I don't know if it gives me anxiety. Like, I feel like their energy is with me, like, and they are really, like, they have my back, and they, like, they were both very, um, and just to clarify, my grandmother who passed is my father's mother, and oh, then, right. yeah, so they're, but they know one another, and oh, I feel yeah. like, yeah, they, they probably chopping it up in heaven, you know, like having some conversation, um, you know, like tag teaming, like to look out for me. Like, that's how I honestly feel. So like, although they both have transitioned in the physical, I feel like their energy is definitely still with me. Like I, like, I don't even question it. Like I don't, so that something about that brings me happiness. Something about that, like, is a battery in my back and gets me kind of motivated and like, kind of like, yeah, I need to do it for them. And in this year, after losing my grandmother, I feel like it's been a very transitional year where I'm becoming a lot more focused in and and things are a lot more clear with what I want to do. So I think something about, I agree with you when you said like these trivial things, like material things, um, I feel like whenever I've lost someone close to me, it kind of gives me this tunnel vision of like what's important and what's not. Like, okay, family's important. Okay, like, yes, um, reaching my goal, like whatever that is, right? Like I just get more focused in when I lose lose a loved one. And then kind of COVID too, like 
world is crazy, like need to focus in again. But I definitely can go off a little bit like, oh yeah, I want these sneakers and I get like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then like, it kind of brings me back. <laughs> oh, you're still going to want nice things, don't you? That's not going to change yeah. here and there. But you're not yeah. going to just go and just, you know, be so impulsive and buy like, I don't know, 10 pairs of shoes in one. Right, right. One, like, you, you know, so I, I guess like it's, that's not, but I think it's just more like, it's more like, a, like, um, I think COVID-19 has been like a wake-up call. Like, in terms like, you know what, there's a, there's a lot more things important than just what we think is important. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, you know, like, we, we have to kind of work hard and make money, earn money, retain money, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, you know, it's hard to kind of find balance. Right. Like... Mental health is important. You know, Taking and exactly important. Communicating like, with family, being supportive, like all those things. You're like, oh yeah, we need to get back to the basics, right? Exactly. Like mental health should be like not just oh, you know, um, it shouldn't be like, for example, if we want to like in terms of in food terms, like you know, like mental health shouldn't be like you know the dessert. It should be like the part of the main, you know, part of like the five a day. You know, you have you you have your balanced meals, so you have your protein, you have your carbs. Yeah, I know that's a that's a crazy that's a crazy analogy, but I think mental health is on is like one of the main meals of the day. (laughs) Like, it's take your pick. It can be breakfast, lunch, or dinner, but it's a daily. It's a daily. daily. You almost don't realize it, Um, because for me, I I didn't. Me personally, I just thought mental was a foreign concept to me. Mm. Uh, It's not something I've had to deal with. Because I've never had anything that's that's really kind of tested my 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 mental well being, you know, up until the point where like you know I lost my dad, I lost my mom. Then it's like actually you know something's going on in here, like you know. And sometimes you know I, I'm I can be good at like just getting on with things, you know, not really addressing I'm autopilot. things. Autopilot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I've been I had been like that for such a like a long a long um a long amount of time where like actually no I'm not actually I'm not actually I'm just surviving I'm not actually dealing with anything. I'm just getting on mm-hmm. with things, you know, and sometimes that's not good. I think sometimes the hardest thing to do is kind of really confront yourself, your mental health, whether it's regards to like, okay, how can I change how I'm thinking? And mm-hmm. a part of the struggle is is um asking for help that you know what because some me I'm so person I wanna do everything on my own. I wanna so I can say, right, you know what, I've done this. I'm here, I'm I'm back on top now. And no one's helped me out. So it's kind of, kind of just letting, letting my ego and pride just mm-hmm. take well, Actually, well, you know what, you can't do this by yourself. You, you know, you can't, you need, you need people. Right. There's and, such strength in asking for help and being able to receive help. And I think a lot of times society tries to make us believe that that's a weakness to ask for help but that that really comes from a place of strength Mm. to be to be vulnerable enough to say hey you know I recognize this is something that I can't do all on my own and that I shouldn't have to do all on my own you know and and it's good that you recognize that I mean, I mean, it's it's more so like as of late though. Not this hasn't been something that I've, I've recognized over over like the five years, you know, of losing, you know. But it's it's now, and and I think it's it's the people around you that you know. Like I have a, 
um, like good friends, a good, a good, a good set of friends that I can call family, you know, and that's and that that alone that like, makes you know like it, it it gives me peace, you know, um, because I think like with, with the grief journey, it's like I always sometimes I'm very isolating. Like there's a lot of um, a lot of things that people don't will never know about because again, like because no one knows the full delicate intricacies or the details of the grief mm. you know people just see like the crying or and then but then in between the crying and you know there's so much in between that of like maybe like for example first finding out the news um and then having to live with that news going on there's so many different things it's not just people might see you like getting on with things but it doesn't mean you're getting on with things do you know, do you know what i'm trying to say that right you know, no, I definitely know what you're saying, yes. You know, there's a lot of, like, highs and lows, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. and some people, some people might not, some people might not, might not see that, some people might see the highs, a lot of the highs, you know, oh, when you're, you know, you're, like, some people might tell you, oh, man, you're, you're happy again, you're smiling again, but then, following me, you know, it might, you know, it might be at a low point, but they might not see that, or because maybe you don't mm-hmm. want to tell them, or maybe because, you know, they just don't, they're just not there to see it, like, and right. you know, so I think that's that's the thing. Like with, with it's a roller coaster. It's not just everyone's mm-hmm. grief is different according to mm-hmm. how we are. Me as a man, my grief is different. It's tied with a lot of stuff. It's tied in with my masculinity. Whereas your grief is different, tied with so many things like your, you know, like your like your race. That you know, that grief as a black man, grief as a black woman, is different. You know, compared to grief, you know as a, a white man a white woman it's, it's different there's so many different layers and yeah because we all have this universal thing that 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 kind of uh lose us together but we're different because what my white counterpart my experience is not the same it's not i might not experience that and vice versa you know same, right. same with you as well you don't know like they they might have had a, a series of a lot of highs and maybe a few lows whereas mm-hmm. we might we might have had a lot of a lot a lot of lows but a few highs, right. you know, like, so it's, it's different for everyone. Like, it I know it's, it's eight, eight years since you, you've, well, you said you've been dealing with your grief. Like, what would you say? Like, how, have you had any highs and lows? And if, if you have, um, <clears throat> you know, what, what have they been? Like, if you, if you feel comfortable uh, yeah. talking to them. So I think, I need to do the math because I I know we're saying eight years, but I think it might be seven years since I lost my mom. I'm I'm really. You know what? I, I was thinking maybe my math because I, I saw I, I'm sure it's yeah. I know I don't know why I said November. No, I know November is is like yeah. It's no October. Yeah, I think I, I understood wrong. But October. Yeah, no worries. That's all good. But I'm trying to. I'm not sure about the day, the year. It's so crazy. Like I, yeah, I'm not sure the year. It's it's seven or eight years though for sure. Yeah. But, um, I think for the majority of my life, like up until twenty. Twenty twelve was it? I want to say till twenty eleven or twenty twelve. I'm gonna look on yeah. Facebook. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it, but I'm gonna keep talking. I think it's twenty. I think, I think it's no twenty twenty thirteen. No twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. No, no twenty. 
No, she didn't pass in 2011, for sure. Oh, sorry, 2012, 2012. She either passed in 2012 or 2013. But I'm not, I'm not the fact that some doubt with you makes me feel a bit comfortable because I thought this is what I should know, like, you know, um, due diligence and stuff. <laughs> no, you're, good. you're good. Oh, my gosh. I should know. If anyone should know, I should yeah, know. Like, <laughs> if so anyone. Thank you for easing off the pressure. Um, I'm, I'm sure. like this this girl right here should know and i don't um but i'm gonna find out i think she passed in yes okay she passed in 2013 okay 2013 okay cool seven years it's been seven, seven years, years okay seven years so whoo 2012. No, I'm good. I'm just like, ooh, bringing it back, thinking of all the things. Okay. So 2012. Start off the new year on an ultimate high. Like, I brought the new year in in the Virgin Islands. It was amazing. I'm like, this is going to be the best year yet. Best year ever. So get back to New York because I was living in New York at the time get back to New York and I get a phone call from my sister that our dad had had a massive heart attack so immediately when I hear things like this I get really like it's almost like all the noise goes like like mm, I get very focused very like very focused, like kind of void of emotion. Not that I'm not feeling, but I get very like, okay, I need facts. I need to like find a plane ticket. I need to get to Texas because he was in Texas. Like I get very like honed in and focused in. So that happens. And he literally was like driving on the highway, had a heart attack on the highway, passed out, died, was resuscitated and was in emergency and they weren't sure if he was going to make it or not so this and i got called the next morning like this happened in the evening and i got the phone call in the morning so i'm like what so i get to texas like i jump on a flight like a few hours later from new york go into houston get to houston straight to the airport and that was the first time that i had my world had been rocked like that. That was the first time anyone very close to me had, there was, had, I guess, died, but he was brought back to life. Um, so I think up until that point, life had been pretty much a high. Like in my childhood, I had like things where, you know, like my parents couldn't take care of me, my grandmother did, but I was always constantly like loved and supported I had amazing friends in my life. Like, I think my life had really been a high up until that point. So 2012, my father has a heart attack. Um, eventually, he's, you know, clear that he's going to live. He's going to be okay. So that was January, like right at the top of the year of 2012. So then that was a low. And then I was dating a guy who um, 
lived in the Virgin Islands and things with that didn't work out. Um, so then I broke it off and that was a low. And during that time, I had also had like a really close friend who, um, yeah, we had just remained friends, like, and then we realized like, okay, like we really care about one another. We want to see what this can be. Like, we just were like chilling heavy. And this was for some months. And then he passed away. So it was like January, my dad had a heart attack. April 2012, the guy I was seeing, he passed away on the way to come get me on a motorcycle. So he was literally in the tunnel coming from New Jersey to New York and like crashed in the tunnel. And I'm waiting like in Times Square, waiting, waiting, waiting. And the story's crazy. Like we'll be here for hours if I tell this full story. Um, so I won't, but um, I'll just say like so many weird things were happening when I was waiting for him. And like all of these people kept telling me, why are you out here? You should be home. Like, and it was like a spring night in Times Square, which is so busy. Millions of people walking around and people kept like coming up to me, like, vroom, vroom. like a cab driver pulled over, jumped out the cars. Like, do you need a ride home? Like, it was crazy. So I'm like, what the heck? This is weird. You know, like New York people just mind their business. No one's really like, asking you, do you need to go home, you know? So anyways, long story short, he passed away. And that was, that rocked me crazy because that was like here today, gone today. Like it was crazy. So that really started what I would say was five years, four or five years of just this grief and this fog that I was in, whether I realized it or not. So then that's April, mid-April. And that happens and I'm like, okay, I take only like a couple of days off from work, but it's like, I'm back at work. I'm, you know, like I have to still live, you know? And I cried for literally a month straight. Like I cried multiple times a day for a month straight. And I didn't even think it was that you could cry that much. Like I, I never even thought about it, but I remember being like, I can't believe like I'm crying this much and there's still tears. Um, so that just rocked me incredibly. Like it was just unreal. And I think like, knowing that he was on the way to come get me. And like, if things had been different, what if he wasn't coming to get, you know, like you just play these scenarios just in my head. different scenarios in your head. Forget it. Like it, and then like, so I didn't seek therapy. I didn't do anything. I just like went back to work and like continued with life. And I had a lot of people who supported me and were like loved ones. And so I felt very, um, very supported, but also very alone. 
like you it it is isolating and it's isolating in the respect of like what your mind is going through what your body's going through um not wanting to like okay it's been six months i don't want to be a burden on someone you know calling them three in the morning because i can't control my tears or whatever so that happened but within a month of him passing away i found out that my mom had terminal cancer so it was like 2012 are you kidding me like really like my dad has the heart attack thankfully he was going to make a full recovery then the guy was dating then i broke up with someone then i realized okay this is really someone that i really care about here and then like we had been friends all this time and then finally started to date and then he passes away on the way to come get me and then like a couple of weeks later i find out that my mom who i was finally getting like a closer relationship with like she was just really motivated in life and like really like has cancer terminal so basically I moved my mother in with me she lived in New York as well um, but she lived in Brooklyn I lived in Queens so I moved her in with me in Queens and we just were like this and I helped take care of her. Her boyfriend and her really good friend had also moved in. Um, and they were amazing. And I had family, my brothers, my aunt, my cousins. They came and, like, would come up from Boston and really support. And I had some family in New York that supported. Um, but then in 2013, October, is when she passed. And like I was saying earlier, it was a surprise because um, the doctors were saying like, yeah, we think like next year, 2014, January, February, you know, like th that's where we're giving her, you know, like, so we're like, no, hoping like, okay, maybe even longer. Like so she went, she was at home and then she went into the hospital just to get um, some pain regulated. So we were like getting her on new pain meds so that she'd be more comfortable at home. And then she just didn't make it back home. She passed away um, very unexpectedly in October of 2012. And I'll never forget the, the night I went, I was actually going to go home and I was at work and a coworker was like, nah, you should go um to the hospital because it was like really late like 11 I'm like she's probably sleeping I don't know I was like all right cool and my like this is somebody like a brother to me he's like yo I'm gonna jump on the train with you and bring you to the hospital door and I was like word he's like yeah I was like cool so I went up went to the hospital and um I got there and she was chilling like watching tv at this point she wasn't talking much but, you know, I would always be like, I love you. I love you. And there was a moment she just looked right at me, like how I'm talking to you, like energy clear. And she was like, I love you too, girl. And it was like, and I was like, oh, you know, like, so mentally I'm like, maybe she's getting better. The pain meds are working. Like, so I'm like, you know, cause she was supposed to be released back home in a couple of days, but now in retrospect i know that was kind of like a surge like sometimes they say people have a surge before they pass away like this very clear moment where you know if they had been very sick they they're able to speak or they have a burst of energy 
And that's exactly what happened to my mom, with my mom. And a few hours later, she went into, is it distress or duress? Um, Cardiac arrest? Not cardiac arrest, but just like um, the moment when the body is shutting down. But I think it's duress. But her body started to shut down and I knew because she like kind of gasped for air and like it took the fear that came over me when I saw that moment. I was just like, oh, my mom's passing away. Like it was very obvious for me. Like it could have been anything. Like maybe she was choking on food. Like, but I instantly knew and I literally say like, I know that was the moment my mom's soul left her body. Like her head flew back. She like gasped, like her, ooh, even talking about it, it's like, ooh. But that was the moment. So with those three things that kind of happened, with my dad, with um, the guy I was dating, and then with my mom, all within a year and a half, forget it. Like, and it took me, like, after my mom passed, it still took me about another year for me to start going to therapy. Like, why? I don't know. But I was like, a year later, I was just like, oh, I need to be in therapy. Like, I need to, like, I'm doing okay. I'm getting through. But this is, I was stuck in life. Like, I was definitely stuck. And I was stuck for a long time. Like I was moving forward. I was working. I was, you know, I had, I traveled. I had great fun moments. But a lot of times after those like really hot, big highs, I would come home and I would have like super lows, like big lows. Um, Yeah. And that went on for like that first year after my mom passed was probably the worst like I said, I wasn't in therapy, but I, I made sure that I would talk about my feelings. Like I would write it down or I'd talk to family. I would release it somehow. I definitely didn't keep it bottled in because I was mourning so much. Like I was mourning the loss of the guy I was dating and um, mourning my mom. And they were very different types of grief. Like this instant, you get a phone call and someone's passed. Or, and then the difference with watching my mom's health diminish over time and you're grieving her that whole time until she passes, like they were very different. Um, but yeah, my life was like low for like five years. And I would say like, I was just coming out of that fog for, for real maybe like within that year when I first met my partner. Like I had been doing, I had been in therapy for a few years at that point, a couple years at that point. And I was like really working on myself because I was like, I'm stuck. And this grief has me stuck and I'm in a cloud, I'm in a fog. And I was definitely like slowly clearing it and like getting, getting through it. And then, um, I can definitely say, like, now I'm through the fog. But even maybe two years ago, it was still, like, a little cloudy. It wasn't, like, full sunshine. 
But now I'm like, okay, like I have a lot of sunshine in my life and, you know, it's still great clouds here and there and some rain here and there, but I'm definitely like, I feel like the storm has passed for me. In that respect, even with my grandmother and of her and I miss her, it's, it's a bit different because she lived a very full life. Yeah. And I spent, she raised me for a very long time. I spent so much time with her. I have so many memories her, with her. So it just, it just hit different. You know, it wasn't as debil- debilitating as it was when I lost my mom. And then the year before losing um, the guy I was dating. So yeah. Yeah. That, that, like, that, that is a lot. Like, it was a lot. Like, Even oh. Ellen and I'm like, who who went through that? Me? Like you know, that seems like a lifetime ago. And but what what I, what I found very um admiring is that even though that first year was rough, but you knew what you was going through, you acknowledged it. Whereas um I think for me at the time I just didn't I was just like, Well, I'm this my mom's dad and I don't know. Mm. I don't know how I'm dealing with it. I'm just, I'm just get I'm not I'm just kinda like get like getting on with things, but not not kind of acknowledging like what's what I'm going through in here. Just and more more in like a like a, a element just like in a, in this bubble of denial, like you know what, I know she's gone, but I know mm. I just I'm just not it's not pro, it's not really like sinking in properly. You know? Yeah. Um yeah. and I, I didn't I didn't yeah, I didn't do therapy until like the the year after. Like so, any of that, I, but I kind of had a sort of um, this kind of savior complex when it came to the therapy. Like, like I'm like, right, I'm gonna find, they're gonna find me a therapist, and mm. that's it. I'm gonna be good. Get my therapist, and then she, they're gonna, they're gonna just tell me what I need to do, and from that point on, I'm gonna. But then that that was a very very um, huge misconception that like because yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, <laughs> as much as you know. They are there to like facilitate the conversation and, and talk. They can't. They can't really get rid of my 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 mental problems. You know, right? Like, and and that and that was the that was the idea I had behind therapy. Because I, I have I see therapy as like kind of from this point of like very um, this romantic point of view. Like you know, oh, the, the therapist comes and saves me. Like, and um, that's it. I'm I'm cool. Like it's it's great, you know. Uh, you know, I expect myself to be sitting in some fancy chair, laying right. down, and just 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 let letting loose and and tend to my feelings. And at the end of it, they'll tell me, right, this is what you need to do. Go back and implement this, and, and try this in your life, and try that, and, mm-hmm. and come back again. And, and if it works, good. If it doesn't work, we'll see what we can do. You know. Right. Um, so I think I was very disappointed, and I think that's what made me even feel even a lot worse. So um, it's I know you've had it, like I said, you've had a lot of a lot of highs, like, and and a lot of lows as well. And for me, I, I think at the time I didn't really realize it, but I think I was having a lot of lows. I was very like low. I just feel like, you know what? Mm. The therapy didn't work. I was like, you know, this therapist is, is rubbish. Like she didn't do anything for me. And at the time, I know that thinking back now. That was wrong, you know, because she's only doing there's so much they can do at the same time, you know. So I, I think looking back, I would like say that you know I won't put the uh, the whole blame 
on you know the therapist. I think it's a, a thing where you, it's a learning. You've got to keep finding your finding a therapist. You've got to keep. But the the therapist job is is not to cure me of this. Right. You know, like it's it has to be. It's not like a magic pill to take the pain away and make everything okay. And that's what that's what stings and sucks. <laughs> yeah. But like, but I, I don't know because like um, another thing I kind of realize is uh, what I like is that you know through um, hearing your stories, you've kind of made um, it was good that you, your mom your mom had well, it was good that you and your mom had that kind of chance to kind of get to know each other again. You know, this you know, because all those years missed. So it's unfortunate, you know, um, that it couldn't have been, you know, like fully. Um, how can I put it? Like it's great, I mean, like that you finally reconciled. You know, you reconnected and you started building a relationship. We had more time. I wish we had more time. Time exactly time, and and that's 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 the 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 next the, the bit sweet thing about like. When it comes to loved ones, we just think we have time. Like, of course, it's not your fault. You you don't have that control over of who, how much time you get with someone or or how right. it's gonna make sense. We don't we don't have none of us had that control. Right. Like you know, but at least um, not at least, but it, it's beautiful that you know you did you guys did get to have that. Mm-hmm. And so that's in your memory now. You know, that's that's something you can have. Oh, you know, at least I got more time. Um, yeah, I'm so but, grateful for it. You know. I'm um, so because I think one thing I'm realizing now, just dealing through grief, is that going through grief, sorry, is um, like yeah, I wish I had more time as well, like in in that sense, where especially more, especially when I think of my dad's death, like I wish I'd have had more time to like, or or I had, or I was able to um, like how can I put it, control certain things, like like for example, with my my dad died in 2014. Um, mm. And even even prior to that, um, he wasn't in the country. He wasn't living here, so I didn't have a say of whether or not he he lived here or went to Nigeria. So he went to live in Nigeria. Um, okay. And so I didn't. I, I can't remember the last time I've, I've I've even seen him or what the last one I said to him was. Right. And that's so crazy. That, that's so crazy. Like I can't even remember that, you know. Right. Um, but I do remember like when I was younger. You know, we always used to like um, go to his house and. You know all that kind of stuff. That and that was nice, but that but that's that's the only memory I have, and that I cherish that. Even though it's it's not a lot, but yeah. it's, it's at least at least I have something. But I would have wish I would have had more time. You know, um, you know something that that's that's the, that's the good thing. And like I said earlier, I know like you've kind of well, you're still dealing with grief, but you've kind of you're mm-hmm. out of the fog now. So the fog, you know, like, and even despite losing your grandma, um, which I, I can imagine it is is a tough thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know and did that kind of make um, not kind of hold you back did that make you more kind of see things clear in terms of like going out, out of this fog or was it a thing that kind of made you kind of um, still stay in it but after eventually you kind of managed to find your way again and find yourself out no, I, think, I think I was already kind of out of it right. and then you know my grandmother passing that fog didn't really come back like it like when I say fog, I mean like I couldn't see anything. Ahead no visibility whatsoever. No visibility. Like I, yeah, nothing. <laughs> like things were cloudy. Just, but when my grandmother passed, I think I was just also just in a better space in life. You know, um, just older and 
just just in a better happier more secure space in my life just in general um and yeah like i said it was just different it was a different kind of different kind of um experience with my grandmother passing like it definitely rocked me like i love her i miss her but yeah it's just a bit different and i think because she like there was a lot of celebration around her life like even during the funeral like we had the after i was gonna say the after party (laughs) it wasn't an after party but that's kind of what it felt like you know like family together we were eating music dancing like and you know that's the last time i saw everyone but it did feel like a very joyous like although the sadness was there we still had real moments of joy and really celebrating her life she lived to be 98 years old you know like so it's just like she lived a very full life and she made such an impact on everyone around her so it just yeah it was just a different experience so honestly to Um, to me 98. Listen, that, listen, that is an achieve. That is an achievement. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, what I, I, I hope. Listen, right? Like, was that that, that on you? <laughs> but like, um, just before we like run off, because what what I always feel like, um, even with brief, although we we go through a lot of emotions and, and it's it, it can be quite negative, you know, as you've described um, throughout. Um, so today, like you know, you've had a lot of. It's been tough. It's been great, but even even in the midst of all that kind of, um, I, what I want to say, like hardship. Like so, when you kind of look back um, from like the first year of your grief, even like to now, what are kind of some key things that has kind of taught you, like uh, about yourself or just about you know life, like in general. I can do anything and I'm (laughs) like, I think it just taught me like literally like, I'm gonna be all right. Like there's nothing, I feel like there's nothing that can tear me down. Like I feel like I've been through the worst moments of my life. And I I pray that those were the worst moments of my life. You know, I mean, when you said the thing about feeling anxiety about you know like a bit on edge like I don't want to lose anyone else close to me you know like but I think on the flip side of that I know like I'll be able to get through it I'll be okay like and I think that's what it taught my like what this has taught me that I'm resilient and I yeah I I can make it and not just like make it as far as like just getting by, like, you know, like I'll take the necessary steps to make sure that I'm okay. And that I, you know, whether that's eventually realizing like, oh, I need therapy or eventually realizing like, okay, like I need to make sure I'm surrounded by good people who will support me and that will love up on me and that I can love up on as well. Um, You know, like not letting fear rule me and making, you know, like making sound decisions. It's just like, I feel like 
the the events that I had gone through with people passing away back to back and I think that can break that can break a person definitely and I think I think it did break me I won't even say it did and I think it did break me but it allowed me to um rebuild in a a stronger more just I don't know what words I'm looking for I'm like what are the words I need right now but Uh, um I was able to re- rebuild and just, yeah. You say, you say, uh, uh, come back stronger. Is that what you were yeah, trying to say? Just stronger and wiser and, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just taught me that I'll be okay. Now, I'll be okay and I'll make sure I'm okay. Like, I'll do whatever yeah. needs to be done to make sure that I'll be okay. Like, that's literally right there back to back so the grief has literally been non-stop and that's something I can I, was, I can say I can relate to as well in terms of um, I think there's actually a, a right I think I can never I always get I always get tongue-tied when I say that. so like cumulative grief so literally when it's just been one grief mm. then another grief then another mm. grief like I've 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 experienced that obviously just not alone with, with my mum my dad then my uh, grand then my um my granddad and after my mm-hmm. granddad, there was a friend of mine. So literally, it's just been like nonstop. But I, I feel like I have this resilient spirit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I have this mindset of like, what's the worst that can happen now? The worst has happened. Like, like right. you know, and it's, it's happened. So it's like now, I'm not saying that I'm invincible and nothing can happen to me, but I have this, yeah. like, mentally, I feel, you know what? The worst that can happen is not the worst that can happen. Because the worst has happened. Do, do, do you know what I mean? So it's like... Right. Yeah. I, I, I kind of take that forward and you know just use that to to be the best version of myself or try to be uh, you know as 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 the day goes on you know because it doesn't stop and the grief doesn't stop you know but over yeah. time we can be but I mean, don't get me wrong time is a healer for some I'm, I'm, I, I always I always kind of maintain that for me I don't always see time as a as a healer but that's just my my um, like personal view I'm not saying it's the case for everyone uh, mm. my thing is more like time is not always a healer but over time the grief will I'll deal with it but that's just that's just how I, I see yeah, it yeah yeah I agree with that time is weird right like when it's close to the time of my when my mom passed like it can feel like yesterday yeah like it feels like the the pain of it feels like yesterday but it feels like I haven't seen her in forever so it's just like time time is weird in that way when it comes to our grief and our emotion yeah. it can feel like yesterday and it can feel like forever but i agree like you just you learn to live with your grief and you learn to and it it's like up and down and then you know you have longer ups and you might have a dip Exactly, that. that's about the same with the highs and lows. Like literally, your you know the highs. Like you said, you can be high for a while, then low for you know like um, but like it's good. Like I said, you 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 seem like you're in a place where again, like this metaphor of you're free to fuck, which is is quite key in your journey because mm. I guess like you're no longer in a place where you're kind of stagnant. You're not kind of re- you're not kind of dealing with you know, a little issues. A little, I can feel it. But I'm still, I'm moving, I'm moving. I yeah. can see it a lot clearer, though. Exactly, and, and, and that's the main thing. It's not so much, you know, 
um, trying to get over things quickly. But the fact that you're moving is the key thing. So it's not how fast you move. If you're moving, you're moving. Right. You know? um, there's no there's no rush or like um, fast track to kind of like get through the grief and then yeah. you know, this this is this is your life and and you you like it's not a perfect life and I, and I, I speak for myself as well but it, nevertheless it can, it can still be beautiful you know mm-hmm. despite what what's happened despite you know I and I guess you, maybe you just have more of, of a um, how can I put this there's more kind of substance to to your life. I'm not saying there wasn't before, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying there wasn't before, but in the sense of where, like, you know what, like, now it's that everything is, is in honour of your, you know, your your mum, your grandma, like, you know, th- there's that extra drive, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 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 what it's about, like, you know. And um, it's been a pleasure, mate, but every time I do it, I'm always, I'm, I'm so bad, this is probably the third time people listening are probably going to, be angry because I'm always, I always seem to do the introductions midpoint or close to the end. At the end. Of the, okay. But for those of you listening, we have the lovely May Cade with us. Um, I'm sure you've heard. Um, so I want to thank you first of all coming on the green to this because I said, even okay. though like you something we've both been through, but it's always it's always kind of still good to know that you know you are coming on having a safe space to kind of be open and talk about. It. And even though you might, you might, you know, you might post things about your mum or your grandma, but that that's not kind of a an assumption to say that right. I'm gonna be you're gonna be able to talk about certain things. So I yeah. do appreciate you um coming on. And unfortunately, I wanted you to meet Ben as well, but um unfortunately you couldn't you couldn't come on. But I'm sure I'm sure there's always there's always where there's a world there's a way. Um, so I'm not sure if you if you well you know I don't, you haven't met Ben, but Ben mm-hmm. the co-host um you know my brother from another mother that I like to say, um, you know, we've kind of, our stories are quite similar in terms of loss. So, uh, but it's, it's been great. It's been great. Um, I appreciate you taking your time, but just, just before I round up, just want to let the listeners know, um, a little about, a little bit about what you do, um, where people can find you and stuff like that on the, on the socials that is. Okay, um, on the socials, you can find me at Maymay on Instagram, and that's M-A-I-Y-M-A-I, you know what, see? <laughs> no, you know what, don't worry, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it up. Are you going to like put it up? <laughs> don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll Maymay, I'm putting it up. Yeah, Maymay dots. Okay, no, see, I don't yeah, know. Maymay, M-A-I-Y-M-A-I-Y on Insta. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's the main way that um, that's the main place I post and stuff like that. That's good. That's good. Life in Berlin. See, I was gonna I was gonna talk about that, but we'll be here all night if if, if we did that. But that's, <laughs> that's that's for another. That's for that's that's. I'll I mean, be if you want if you want me back, I'm happy to come back. Def- definitely, man. Like yeah. like every every guest we have on, there's always the doors always open. Put like that. So um, no, I appreciate that and um. You know, I know, I know. It, this the past couple of months have been tough for everyone. Obviously, tough for you. Like I know you've gone mm-hmm. through, you're going through your COVID over there, your mum's anniversary, um, and just continue to make her proud. I know, I know you are doing so, but you know, and like, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of support around you. So long may that continue. Good health. Always look after number one. Mental health as well. Like I said, listen, it's you know when you have your your um, your your balanced diet, your balanced meal. Mental health is like, is like your veg. 
you can't. It has to be there too. So, you know, like, yeah. so just keep at it. It's imperative. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's been a pleasure, May. Thank you. Um, thank you once again. Yeah. And on that note, everyone listen, have a blessed week. Look after yourselves as always, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. What else can we say? Order, 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 Yulis. Do all of that. All of that, all of that. The year's coming to an end, so try not to bring anything into the new year that you know you want to leave behind. There you go, you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. You got a couple weeks to get it right <laughs> before you bring yeah, it right. into the new year. And everyone, we're all going to make it to 2021 and it's going to be a blissful year. We, can't, we don't know what's going to happen, but we've got to speak into existence. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be good. Exactly. I'm going to so, claim it. I'm claiming it for everybody, for all of us. Claim it. Claim it. Claim and it. also, I just want to say thank you for sharing um, as well. Because... I don't know much about your story and your loss, so thank you for um, sharing as well. No, it's been a pleasure. You know, I, I guess you know I always want to um, be balanced and have, you know, the platform open to um, our, be about our guests. But sometimes, you know, might tweak and put in a few things about us. But honestly, like, um, I'm, I'm glad that I've, I've, if I've helped you in any way, and I've been able to like learn a lot from you because, because, like I said, that that fog and that those losses is it's, it's a lot it's a lot mentally to take in and the mm-hmm. fact that you're still mm-hmm. dealing with it you're getting on with things it's it's amazing man and i hope that and continues I think you, you know? don't recognize you're in it until you're coming out of it mm-hmm. like i wasn't like i'm in a fog like i i think i was like whoa what when i look back i'm like oh that's crazy you know like i realize it in retrospect but i didn't realize it at the time Exactly. Now you have better visibility. You're moving. That's the main thing. You know, you know, um, progress over perfection, isn't it? Mm-hmm. As they say, you know? Yeah. So it's been, um, been a pleasure. Thank you. So, on that note. Okay.